Wait, I get to say it? It's Wednesday! You know what that means! <laughs> Very good. Very good. This is the Evil Chief Podcast, episode 106. We are a day late. Uh, Stu was going hog wild, so... I was, I was. Nothing um, I could do there. <laughs> sorry. You'd think, wait a minute, it was a shitty day yesterday, but, you know, you have to get your tires changed now and then. <laughs> Although, oh, them new tires make all the difference. I couldn't believe it. No longer sliding Coming all over home. the road. Oh, it's like it, it, I just felt like I was just gliding in the corners. It was so nice. I, I was like, oh, this is right. This is how it's meant to feel. Um, and even done a wee brick tune up and everything for me, free of charge. So I do like my motorbike dealer. He's a cool dude. Plus, he has a Street Fighter arcade machine. <laughs> Sweet. Yeah, was you that can imagine of, what I was doing while I was waiting. <laughs> was that one of the yep same ones that you have? Uh? It is the first ever one arcade one-up ever made, and it's just sitting in the dealership. So I know for a fact, I don't know if it's the guy himself or maybe one of the employees. It's been a while since I was in there, but the last time I was in, he actually had the mini snares hooked up to a TV, and him and somebody were playing Mario Kart. So someone in there likes their retro games. Mm. There was also a beautiful big bike that I was staring at going, oh, I could see my next bike here. Uh, are you thinking about upgrading? It was a victory vision. Um, Don't know what that is. So it's more like a, <laughs> it's a big grand tour. The, let me put it this way: it had speakers for a radio and everything, and heated handlebars, and it had aircon and everything. And I know you're thinking, what the fuck, aircon on a motorbike? You know, on a hot day, it could be like a bloody oven outside. So even on a motorbike, when you're up to speed, you're still just getting blasted with hot air. So instead, you get blasted with cooler. So you know. It's more designed for America, obviously, but you know it'd be a nice feature to have. But the back seat was like a was like a big sofa chair, so my missus was well excited about that as well. So, <laughs> so it was some piece of kit. Ah, it literally, it was like a big a big lounger on the back of the bike. So I'm thinking that may, like, when I do come around to upgrade, it might be a touring bike rather than another cruiser. So that could be fun. The only thing is, it was so damn big, it wouldn't fit in my garage. Fuck. It was over... My garage is three meters by three meters, exactly. This thing is over three meters long. It's a big son of a bitch. Bigger than some cars? It is bigger than some cars. Jesus. Yep. But that's what I was up to yesterday. That's why we couldn't record. Apologies. Uh, well... While you're doing that, I took the opportunity to play some demos on Steam because Ooh. there was that. That's right, did the demo fest? Next fest demo thingy. Um, I didn't play a ton, um, but there was a couple um, that caught my eye and I wanted to try. Um, first one being On Guard. Heard about this. Which is a very colorful. Um, Sword fighting game, I guess you would call it. Mm. Um, you, it's like Spanish style fencing, Zorro mm. type swashbuckly stuff. Um, and I think it, that is just considered fencing. Yeah, I guess so. Um, it's really good. Uh, so you've got. Um, it's very timing based. Like it's not hack and slashy. You have to think about what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, so you've 
got your attack button, you've got a parry, you've got a dodge, um, and you know you're you're sort of parrying and counter attacking, and then there's attacks that you can't parry, so you have to dodge mm. those ones, and then you've got a kick, which is pretty fun, and there's like uh, boxes and tables and stuff all about the place that you can kick into people and it stuns enemies <laughs> very good and then you can also kick the enemies themselves and kick them into uh water and and stuff like that um mm-hmm. it, it feeds very very tight very well balanced sort of um action game uh, and it's just got like the combat just feels really really good it's really satisfying um and I think this might be one I'll have to check out. Uh, Sweet. That sounds a good laugh, though. It's got a very colorful, colorful cartoony um, art style as well. Um, Sweet. Does, is there a date on when the game is due? Obviously, this was the demo you were playing. Uh, August, so it's it's not, not oh, much longer. Not an exact no. date in August, but uh, um, August sometime. Um, see... Play this uh, woman. What's her name? Adalia? Adalia? Wait. De Volador? <laughs> there's going to be a story to this? Yeah. Uh, so it, in this game, you basically wake up um, and then your brother comes and says, Hey, someone stole your sword. Uh <laughs> It's some some guy El El Vigilante, um, and you go running <laughs> El out. Vigilante. <laughs> so you go running out, and then this guy starts taunting you as uh, like going through the wee tutorial bit, and it's clearly your brother in like the tiniest wee uh, domino mask. You, know, like, oh, you look kind of familiar, and he's like, ah, you have to do my trials, and you get your sword out of uh, the training dummies, and then you just go through just wrecking guards from from there. Uh, until you face him at the end as sort of a, a boss fight, um, like it's it can be pretty tough. Uh, so the way the health works, you you basically got six pips of health, so you six hits and you're done. Um, but if you kill an enemy, it gives you some health back. Um, but you have to sort of like really think about what you're doing. Um, you can't just go in uh, bashing on the attack button. Uh, you will get nowhere because mm. you will get parried um, and pretty quickly done away with. Um, and there's parts where, you know, you're getting overwhelmed. Uh, and like a, a three-on-one fight is is pretty hectic. Uh, especially so. when they team up on you. is like uh, one guy will come at you with a normal parryable attacks, but like you're pretty much guaranteed that the other guy is going to come up with a, a non-parryable attack behind you. Mm. Uh, so you're encouraged to sort of, if, if there is two guys there at once, is to create some distance and start kicking shit at them to get them separated. And try and take them out one at a time. Um, but yeah, it's definitely a, a promising, uh, promising wee game. It sounds very cool. I might have to give this one a look. Uh, I also tried. Uh, I hope you saw this one, Ebenezer and the Invisible World. I can't say that one caught my ear or I am afraid. Uh, so it's a Metrovania. Um, and it's it's very uh, plays very much like uh, a Symphony of the Night type of thing. Except you're Ebenezer mm. Scrooge, um, right? 
a year after the events of A Christmas Carol. <laughs> yeah, it'd be nice to know what actually happened after that. Well, it turns out that uh, he kept the ability to talk to ghosts, and now he's running around uh, helping the working man with strikes and stuff uh, using ghost powers. Right. right. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds fucking brilliant. Um, yeah, so you're running around with your cane. Um, <laughs> you know, you've got striking mm. workers and, and that. Um the enemies are all sort of working for this uh, industrialist um, strike breaker type uh, type guys, uh, mm. and you basically meet uh, ghosts uh, along the way. You re- recruit, um, and some of them will give you well, they they'll give you different abilities. Uh, so now you have your normal attack that's your cane, and then you'll sort of have a a ghost that does a heavy attack and then a ghost that does it's kind of a double jump but it's it's not it's like uh it makes balloons appear in certain areas where you would need a double jump um and things like that it's it's pretty pretty standard metroidvania type uh, something like stuff but uh it seems solid enough uh plays pretty well um the arts the art's pretty nice it all seems hmm. hand-drawn not sure if it is hand-drawn, but... Sounds unique as hell. I mean, the, the game itself, like, as it plays, isn't terribly unique, because, you know, Metroidvania. Yeah. Um, it's just changing up the way in which you, uh, you know, you, you get the abilities that unlock the new areas. Um, mm. But it's, you know, side-scrolling, hit things, that sort of thing. Uh, but the premise uh, behind, like, Here's a sequel to yeah. The Christmas Carol. <laughs> where Ebenezer Scrooge fights with ghosts. Um, yeah, that's that's definitely a unique part. Um, Someone was having fun when they came up with that story mm-hmm. in the board meeting. It plays it pretty straight, though. Like, it, it's Aye? it's not like being tongue-in-cheek or anything. It's like deadly right. serious. That makes it even crazy. <laughs> And then I downloaded yeah, another play. demo just because it, it seemed interesting. Uh, Route 66 Simulator. <laughs> right. Uh, so in in theory, this is supposed to be a game where you are supposed to drive across Route 66. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm guessing in real time. Um, I, and it being one of those like simulator type games, uh, you got fuel... You need to drink, eat and drink, and sleep. Uh, your car takes wear and tear. You have to do things to earn money along the way. But it's basically steam trash game. <laughs> it's like, oh, okay. Um, yeah, the premise is good, but the execution, maybe not. It's probably made by, like, one guy. Um, yeah. You know, it's got two developers listed here. Um, I didn't play it very much because I got to the first where it, it like, I might try and, and see if I can look up what the issue I was having. Um, but, um, the, one of the first things is like, all right, go stop at this gas station, um, and top up your, your fuel and, I could not find where the fuck to put the fuel. 
I couldn't right. grind a fuel cap on the car. Um, and as I run around with a, like, a, you lift the, the hose off and it's like, I'm clicking everywhere on the car and just nothing's happening. Um, so it may have been a me problem, but, uh, most people can like, I, I, I would say that uh, if you're not finding this, something's not quite right. But if you've ever played like a simulator style game on the, that's on steam, you probably have an, uh, an idea of, of the kind of, shall we say build quality mm. <laughs> to what, of what to expect. Um, I can still see this, like, if you get past that part, I can still see this being pretty fun. Because I've, I've played, like, uh, road trip games before. Um, I think there's that one, I think it's called Jalopy. Where it's like you have to drive out of this, uh, like, it's kind of like Eastern Bloc, Cold War era type thing, and you're having to drive uh, your shitty old car um, across countries. And uh, Jalopy is exactly what it's called. Um, so Isn't what some people call... A Jalopy is not, isn't that what some people call a shitty car? It's like a nickname for it? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, this, I, is, this is like you getting an old fucking Lada um, <laughs> trying to drive out of Soviet Russia somehow. Um, and it's the same sort of premise. It's like there, there's money that you have to eat and sleep and what have you. Mm. Um, and your car has wear and tear on it, so you need to keep it running. Um, but this was uh, in this uh, Route 66. You're driving a not a not a, a not Mustang. A not Mustang. A not. Uh, I think it's a '66 Boss. <laughs> It's definitely not one of those. Um, I, I don't know. If they're going to get a cease and desist from Ford looking at the, this car because it's like <laughs> a headlight configuration, just the way the, the body panels look, the tail lights. It's like, you know, the three vertical tail lights and then this the yep. circle symbol in the middle of them. It's like, uh, I don't know. <laughs> So they think they're being clever and just, you know, treading the line, but they're yeah. not treading the line. They are literally... <laughs> we'll just take the horse off it is basically what ah. they've done, and that'll be enough. I'm pretty sure this is a, a Mustang model from somewhere. Bound uh, to be. But yeah, that, that's that's the fun I, I've been having with, with demos. I know all the demos are still up, but they, they like, on the Steam, like on Steam itself, you... There's no way into the, the page with them all, or I can't see it anyway. But you can go on to Steam via, or just search search um, NextFest 2023, and you'll you'll find the page mm. online. Um, I say there's hundreds of demos on there uh, for Sweet. for a bunch of indie games that are coming up soon. Very cool. I must actually get a look because that on guard sounds actually a really good laugh. It is. Uh, would I be able to run it? Would I? Would I? Would... Uh, let's have a look. I mean, it's not. Would the you most, say it was? Doesn't look like the most graphically um, demanding thing. Mm. Uh, but I guess a big part of it depends is... how well it's made. Uh, 
Well, not that how well it's made, but you know what I mean. How optimized? That's yeah. what I'm looking for. You might, well you might be able to. Right. I probably have to turn the settings down a bit, but I must give that one a wee go. Yeah, I think you, you might be okay for the minimum. Um, mm. But, uh, yeah, there's, it's it's free demo, so no harm in Yeah, no harm in trying. That's it. Uh, so you play anything interesting? So, I, so if you all remember last week, my words were, I don't have anything new this week, but I have a Wanted Dead installing as we speak. Well, yeah. yeah. Wanted Dead didn't want to fucking install. <laughs> Wanted Dead kept getting so far, looking at me and going, oh, go fuck yourself. And at first I thought, oh, maybe it's the disc and all this here. So I tried a few different things. And then I read online that this is actually a known issue with this game. And... Hmm. All I could think is, how the fuck do you release a game like this? Yeah, that's a good question. That's a pretty big issue. Yeah, it won't install. Well, yeah, well, sorry, sorry. Not that it won't install. You can get it to install, but you have to jump through about 20 hoops. And I just was not in the mood for jumping through these hoops. So I did. I played a little bit of it, and it was, yeah, it's okay. It's good. It seems like it could be fun. I will wait for it to go on sale. And I will probably pick it up digitally then. Because I, I was enjoying it. I was like, fuck, I actually wish I could play a bit more of this. It seems like my type of game. Very PS2 era game, warts and all. But, you know, I kind of enjoy that thing. But anyway, so that got returned. And in its place, I picked up a Switch game. Because I haven't played my Wii Switch in ages. So I picked up the newest Mario Strikers. Which is Mario Strikers Battle League Football. Mm. And it's... I'm a, no, I know that I don't know, do not understand why uh, this game gets a rough touch online. Everyone says, "Oh, it's not as good as the Wii one," and blah blah blah. I, I remember it, in the Wii one, you had to do like this aiming thing to save the goals and stuff. You know, with the Wii mode. I think it's a, is it not the GameCube one that everyone holds in really high regard, and that's what it's getting compared to. Oh, is it the GameCube one they say is the best? Sorry, I think so. Uh, ah, right. I've never played any of them, so don't quote me on that. I remember playing one of them. I couldn't tell you which one it was I played. But I remember having a good laugh, <clears throat> thinking this this is, you know, it's a five-a-side football game. You pick your different Mario characters. They all have different stats, obviously. Um, and, the, you know, it's very, uh, very lax on the um, rules because there's tackles left, right, and center. And... <laughs> You know, you can bit shite out of boys that don't even have the ball. But being <laughs> yeah. Mario, being be, be Mario, there are items. So if you tackle someone, they don't have the ball, the, their, their team will be given an item completely at random. And, you know, you have your shells, banana peels, bombs, things like that. And when both teams are loaded up with items, it can get a bit chaotic because there can literally be shells bouncing around the pitch. There can be bombs going off. Someone can have a star and he's now invincible. And this is all happening. <laughs> and you're you're trying to... Now, obviously, I only have a switch light, by the way. So I'm trying to keep an eye on all of this on a little screen. <laughs> and most of the time, I lose track of where the ball is. And I'm like, fuck, try and find the ball in amongst all this. But it's really good fun. It's, it's, it's what you would expect. It's a, a Mario-based football game, but... It's uh, there is obviously a very you know 
competitive side to this because I tried a few matches online and got absolutely bodied. Like, boys were scoring from the halfway line and all this here. And I'm like, what the fuck? I can barely touch the ball. So I have tended to just muck around with the, the cup, the, the, the sort of wee cups within it. But, um, yeah, it's... There, there's some matches where the AI is absolutely savage towards you and you barely get a touch of the ball. And then on the same difficulty, you'll stuff the AI 7-0 in the next match. And you're thinking, how can the AI have this much of a rubber band but on the same difficulty setting? Yeah, how can it go weird. from... Yeah, it, it goes from fucking everyone is Lionel Messi to everyone is Irish League football player, you know? <laughs> I just... <laughs> I, I don't get it. I ever I die. So I everyone plays for Institute one match and then everyone's fucking Lionel Messi the next match. It's <laughs> Jesus Christ. The, but there is this cool feature and they're called the hyper strikes. So you basically pick up this item and your characters all start to glow. And if you fully charge up your strike, you get like this wee meter, and if you hit the meter uh just right, you'll do this massively charged shot. And the keeper will either get a hold of it, but it's almost like the only way I can describe it. You no, know, you no, know in anime when someone throws a big punch and the hero tries to stop it, and they're holding on to it, and there's all like fire and all around. It's all like, like this thing. If they let go of it, it's going to explode. That's what the shot does. Yeah, I've um, oh, what do you call it? Captain Suba- Subaki? Um, so I could see it happening to maybe One Punch Man and things like that. So. There, there is an anime about football. I think it's Captain. Oh yeah, this would make sense actually. I someone Subasa an absolutely. Uh, yeah, so, so pretty much every. So it has a game. Uh, it's a PS4. Well, it has multiple games. But the last one came out in PS4, and it's like an arcadey style uh, hmm. football game with everyone has a special ability. Pretty much every goal you score in it is that. It's like the keeper will uh, get in front of it, and then you knock the keeper in the back of the net too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's the thing. If if this shot is fired against you, you, there's like buttons come up on your screen, and you have to hit them all in time. And you know, there's directions and things. Now, even if you manage to do that, depending on how well the guy got this shot in the meter, it still might slip through you. So yeah, that whole thing that's not impressive. (laughs) Like that's like scored a goal through fucking anime shenanigans bullshit (laughs) instead of actually scoring a goal. And the worst thing is, it gives you two goals if you do it. Oh, aye, that's fair. Aye, aye. So, <laughs> the sanctity so, of football has been... <laughs> <laughs> Forget about the bombs and the shells and the banana peels. These fucking shots have ruined this football game. <laughs> no, I have to admit, when I do play it against the computer, I do turn the hyper strikes off. I prefer to just play it. To try and you know sink the ball in myself. It does. I I find it makes the game more fun. You still get all your items. You just don't get the hyper strikes. You know. And in all seriousness, is probably it sounds like a bit of fun because I find football games incredibly boring. Well, the only football game I remember enjoying was. Do you remember the? No, actually, sorry, that's lies. There was two I enjoy. But do you remember the original FIFA Street? Uh yeah. Um, I love the original FIFA Street. Two and three was they 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 got wild shite, but the original was fantastic fun. Mm. And that's what so this would sort of put me in mind of. The other football game I remember enjoying was um, remember the PS One. There was uh, 
Adidas Power Soccer. Oh, yeah, yeah. You could just jump straight up there and put boys in the head. It was brilliant. <laughs> That's pretty much why I played it, just for the tackle button. Yeah, the, um, the, the last like, football football game is, seems the better. That's true, is. isn't it? <laughs> the less... It's you the same for American mo- football. Uh, for most sports games. The, like, Actually, uh, that's true. Because you, you say that, like, um, yeah, FIFA Street, like, a, what was the was NBA Street? Wasn't there another one? Uh, there was NFL Street as well. I loved the first NFL Street game. Yeah. And the NFL Blitz as well. Do you remember uh, yep, Blitz. NHL Blitz? I fucking loved that. I love playing NHL, NHL. Blitz. It's a hockey I think one. I remember that. Yep. Obviously, you had the Mutant League games. They were always brilliant. Mm. <laughs> Straight up murder on the football pitch. But yeah, that, this is, that, that, that is a perfect way of putting this. If you don't like football games, this is actually a good game for you to play because it's not very football at all. <laughs> like, Bowser can literally do this thing where he jumps in his shell and spins around the fucking pitch and knocks everybody for six. Just be careful, though. You'll knock your own man for six as well. So, you know, just rest, be careful when you use it. Um, the only person you don't have control of is the keeper. Um, the keeper does all his own work. Uh, but you pick four uh, characters. I tend to go for Bowser, Luigi, Donkey Kong, and either Waluigi or Baby Bowser. I'm still, still I'm iffy about my fourth man. Um, but if I could, I'd have a full team of heavyweights, but I wouldn't be able to run very much after the ball. <laughs> Um, but it's it's there's this whole gear thing as well. That's sorry, that was the other thing. That's so you right. Can, it added yeah, high the hyper stat, gear or something. Stat boosting gear. I don't bother with any of that because <laughs> my biggest problem with it, it looks shite. Is that why I you don't, get smashed online? Maybe it could be. Everyone has the fucking <laughs> gear on, and I refuse to put it on because it looks cack. Like. If the gear looked good, I would happily put it on them, but it looks rubbish. So I'm like, no, I'm not wearing this gear. I'll just go out with my kit on. That's fine by me. So, But the thing about it is, it put, it'll put some stats up, but it'll take some down. So it is balanced. It ah, won't just right, put right. everything up. Some stuff will come down. But there's so bound to be a meta. Like, oh, there will you be. Know, people will have worked out what works best. And I say, like, oh, I can uh, exploit it and hit the shot here with this gear on, and it'll go in every yep. time. Yeah, I'm pretty sure there's gear that makes you tackle faster as well. Because I noticed there was a match before my guy had even had the ball past him. This boy was in and beating shit out of me player. And I was like, how the fuck can you even see it? Because, you know, the, the screen will center on the ball. So I'm thinking, how the fuck are you seeing this? <laughs> Like you find that way FIFA games as well. There's always, you know, there's there's a certain, you know, like headers from crosses will always go in in this one, and then they'll fix yeah. that, and then there'll be some other exploit or. Um, yeah. Well, let's be honest. Whenever you see a FIFA game, you always see the same fucking four teams anyway. So you, I don't understand why people just don't play the demo forever. You know. <laughs> True. <laughs> the rest. Well, no, they want that FIFA Ultimate Team. Oh yeah, that's true. That's true. They should they really that spin team. that shit off in their free to play game and stop stop robbing people. Oh, that's. I was about to say that's actually a good idea, but then they can't rob people. They can't mm. sell it every year. <laughs> but yeah, Mario Strikers, uh, good fun. Um, I don't know if I'll ever play it online against people again. But that was the the, the reviews were all giving it a tough time, going, "Oh, there's nothing for single player people to do," and it's like. 
Uh, just play matches. I mean, what what else do you want in a football game? Uh, what what need, is there to do need... in a single player? Well, like uh, if you're playing a, cups. playing a FIFA, you'd have a season and manage your team and play, or you can have a player that you level up and stuff uh, like that. So, yeah, I, 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 the, the the most recent one was was on put on Game Pass uh, maybe last month or so, and I tried it and. Mm. That's right. Like you create a player, and they've rethought how you how you level a player up, and all. Um, you know, you assign you can assign points to different parts of, um, to different attributes depending on you know what position you're playing now, and that's all well and good. But I find like two matches in, I was like, God, I don't want to play another one, another match. It just, just this is. Uh, this is boring me to see. That's bad if you don't want to if you don't want to play another match. So uh, I, I I've been literally just playing away at that since I got it. I've been really really enjoying it. You, so. you can simulate the matches, but then it's like, what the fuck am I doing? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what's the point of owning this game if I'm not even playing? I'm just watching it. I I couldn't imagine paying seventy pound every year to every year. That's uh, that's the worst thing. Every year, the most expensive. Uh, Roster updates. <laughs> ah, it really is. But no, that's what I've been playing. Cool. Let's get into the news then. Um, so you're selling your MetaQuest. <laughs> I am. You're done with VR. We'll change your I mind am. here because uh, they have just launched a subscription service. I've seen this. MetaQuest Plus. Doesn't change my mind, I'm afraid. <laughs> Didn't think um, it would. So, so this is kind of like they're trying their own PlayStation Plus thing. Here's two games a month. Yeah, it's not like a Game Pass. Yeah, so it's... Uh, mm. Add two games. Uh, I was wondering, I was like, oh, do you just get the games for a month? But no, it is like PlayStation Plus where... Um, if you're subscribed, the games just keep going in your library. If you unsubscribe, access is removed. But if you resubscribe, you still have them. Yep. Uh, <clears throat> don't know how I feel about that, though. Is, uh, do you reckon that's because there's maybe pressure there, not enough people buying headsets? I reckon so. Good, good I time. Don't, for, well, that's ah. the thing. There has... There hasn't been any big killer apps or anything for VR. There yeah, really hasn't. I mean, the the big. I, I feel like the biggest thing, um, the VR has had was Half Life Alex, and yeah, no, nothing's happened since then. Like I would love to say the Resi Four VR thing, but that's not even a an original game. That's just a game that's been modded for VR. Yeah, as cool as that is, and all going and seeing the things, it's like, oh, that's not how you play Resident yeah. Evil. Fuck off. No, exactly, exactly. <laughs> I concur. Um, but yeah, the, this one, the, the first two games um, will be uh, Pistol Whip, which is a... I hear that as good. But... Yeah. but And uh, Pixel Ripped 1995. Okay, they went a bit cheesy with the, the second entry, then they could at least give out something. I don't know. How much are they looking for this? 
So it it is seven ninety nine a month. Oof! Hang on. <laughs> that fucking second game I know is four ninety nine. Really? And pistol whip. Yeah, yeah. This that uh, that nineteen ninety five game is four ninety nine. I know pistol whip's about twenty. But the thing is, if you were going to buy, if you were going to play Pistol Whip, you would have played it by now. <clears throat> on on Steam, it's it's fifteen forty nine. So maybe you saw it. Uh, oh, maybe it was on sale. Maybe. Yeah. Jesus, three of these now. This is the one where the the original was the nineteen eighty five one. I remember seeing it where you're like. You're in class and you're playing an old game on a handheld, uh, and you have to do it with the without the teacher noticing. I'm sh- <laughs> I'm sure there's more to it than that, but uh, it, you're ba- yeah, you're basically playing old games, but not real ones. Mm. Mm. Fake old games. Fake old games. Uh. What's the next one? Uh, Walkabout Mini Golf and Mother Gunship Forge. Yeah. There's nothing in there that makes you want to break out the headset and push the furniture back, is there? Nope. It really isn't. Uh, don't people, I uh, don't think um, people appreciate the, that, that barrier there, even if you own a headset. It's like, it's going to have to take something special for me to start rearranging furniture so it can play some VR. Because mm. majority of people don't just have that line in a space where they're ready to go. Good luck with I your... I that's the biggest uh, problem with. Good luck with your headset, Apple. Hi, fuck. How much were they looking to? Three and a half grand. <laughs> <laughs> Some dickheads will buy it, you know. Oh, of course they will. And they have there'll be people that have no interest in actual VR up until this point. It's just ah, oh, it's Apple. I must buy it. Yep, I'm an Apple fanboy for some reason. Makes no sense. I like black turtlenecks. Um, <laughs> this perfect dark game. That was hey, that one we haven't heard about <laughs> in 2020. Uh, was not spoken about at the Xbox showcase this year. Um, uh, apparently, it seems like it's in development in hell. Yeah. Uh, this is the Crystal Dynamics one. Yeah, they're assisting on it. Um, Sorry, assisting. I don't know. They, they weren't like in charge of the whole thing. Um it was being developed by a studio called The Initiative. Mm. Um, and then but that studio was started by a former Chris, Chris Dynamics guy, and then they were brought in to assist, which um, hasn't seemed to have helped much. Uh, in 2001, a bunch of people left The Initiative as well, uh, like 30 people. Um, and your man Matt Booty uh, insisted last year that that the game wasn't in trouble but uh, Mm. we're seeing that now this is uh, a report from IGN uh, that the the game has made very little progress in the last two years that's not a good sign it's not but uh, yeah, it's going to be called Perfect Dark Forever. 
Oh God. <laughs> um. If uh, yeah, if if you're if you're looking forward to uh, a new Perfect Dark game, um, you might be waiting waiting a while. Hi. Um. Now I missed this original story here. Um. Alan Wake Two is digital only. Yeah, I thought I thought that was kind of known. Yeah, I think it is. Um, it was me that didn't know it, but all right. Um, but they have come out. Uh, well, Remedy have come out and said that the reason that they have gone digital only is. Uh, is it gives the team more time to polish, um, which I think, yeah, or you could, like, you know, not release it till it's finished. Uh, mm. Um, now I was gonna say, I mean, would that really make a difference? I mean, it, it'll give them a couple of weeks. Uh, so this is coming from uh, the director, Kai Riley. Um, and so it was at an interview, I think it was interviews with, with the your man, uh, Sam Lake and him, uh, where they said uh, it, it's it's going to be uh, digital only. And at the time, uh, they said it would help them keep the price of the game down. Um, the it's game, still 50 quid, is it not? It is still 50 quid. Hmm. Um, well, it's uh, 50 on console, 40 on PC. Uh, of course. Uh, so more, you know, more. all that extra console work. Have to pay the pay the PlayStation tax, the Sony tax, <laughs> um, and then it's uh, this week where they come out and said, uh, it also gives us more time to polish." Uh, which yes, it's kind of shitty. The the. I get the whole keeping cost down, and they don't want to do the the disc thing. But like, it, it's it's the whole part of this that doesn't sit right. Is uh, how in fifteen years how do I play Alan Wake two? Aye. Will I always be able to play Alan Wake two? It's like mm. the it, it, it like that part of it has com- been completely taken out of. Um, you know the players' hands, uh, and we have to trust that uh, these the, the services that they're on, the, the, those servers are always going to be up. And we've seen games disappear already. Yes, we have. Uh, now, I know, obviously, Alan Wake's not a live game, but there even have been non-live games that have been taken off, no longer able to be played. Oh yeah, yeah. Shit, uh, the um, entire Nintendo took entire fucking shops offline. <laughs> oh yeah. And you could no longer get the games that were on there. Um, yeah, and then everyone remembers PT. Yep. Although that is that that's slightly different. That was a demo, so um, and that was taken off for other reasons. Mm. Still bad reasons, though. There's no harm in letting that just live out there and nope. let, letting people play it. But uh, yeah, uh, and. Well, that that was free. When we start getting into stuff where you're paying fifty or forty pound for, um, you want some mm. guarantees that you're 
still going to have access to that. Um, like, it's never, is it going to get delisted? Um, I, like, recently, I had to jump through some hoops to, to get my hands on Forza 7. Oh, that's right. You can it's a car licensing thing with them, isn't it? Yeah, the only Forza games you can actually buy on the Xbox Store right now are Horizon 4 and Horizon 5. That's crazy. Yeah, it's it's kind of all because of some license and shit. Yeah, it's it's kind of shit. like obviously Alan Wake won't have a, a license and stuff, but it's just examples of how games can go away and then you just can't mm. can't get them. Um, uh, Diablo Four. Hmm. Yeah, uh, got attacked. Dust attacked. <laughs> So the servers were attacked by um, the not of service, um, which basically meant no one could play anything. It was bl- Blizzard in general, um, so they couldn't log in Diablo Four and the or World of Warcraft. Uh, not sure about Overwatch though, but uh, no mention of it. Yeah, um, don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but whatever. <laughs> um, now, even if you're like, I never played Diablo 4 online or with other people, um, uh, you, you couldn't play Diablo 4 still. Even if you want to play single player, um, yep. you just can't can't play Diablo 4, which is kind of shitty. Diablo 4 should not need to be online to be played. Yeah, considering that, you know, if you play by yourself, why would you need to be online? And I get that there's like, you know, there's probably cross progression uh, stuff like that and all. And it's like it doesn't need to be continually online, surely, to do that. It can like do a check in later once it connects the server and update. Um, but yeah, it just highlights that whole thing of like, yeah, all games need needing to be online or like games against being a live service thing. Uh, even though it's not necessarily a multiplayer experience completely, like it's if uh, Blizzard decides oh, we're taking Diablo 4 servers offline again, mm. you can't play Diablo 4 anymore. That's it, Pete. Regardless of how much you paid for it, um, mm. even though it it should it should be playable. Um, like you should just be able to play the base game without any of the, you know, the, the season and stuff. I get that the season gameplay and the, the battle passes and that might go offline, but there's no reason why you can't just go and chop up some demons or smash skeletons. Like, why do we need, why do you need to be connected to that, uh, to, to a server to be able to do that? Um, and Another Diablo 4, there's, there's been quite a few Diablo 4 things. Um, speaking like of their, their seasonal content, they're about to oh, get, yeah. get their first one on their way. They've been doing uh, adjustments to progression uh, to make it less grindy in that um, because it, it's, it's looking like you will have to start a new character for every for season. Every season. That's... Oof. Now you you played Diablo three. I did. 
I did play a wee bit of three. And didn't it do it did do like a seasoning thing where you had to start new characters or some weird thing like that? Um Yeah, yeah, I remember that. I when your season started I was right down to level one. That's right. Ah, you're right. And I remember getting fucked off with <laughs> I think I tried one season thing. Um thankfully I remember Scott showed me a quick exploit to get my level up quickly. <laughs> Well, let's hope there's an exploit in this as well. Mm. Um, and that adds questions of, like, so what about the battle pass? Mm. And who, which character gets the battle pass stuff? Or do you just get everything for every character? Well, you'd like to think that's how it would work, yeah. It, it's a bit mad. Um, I don't see... Like this is like an additional story that that's happening when you want to like get attached to the character you've gone through with and mm. want them to do this as well. Um, it's weird. It would make me not want to play that season if I can't play yeah. with the character that I went through the main you game with. Sat and worked with. Aye, aye, aye. Like I say, I do remember it pissing me off quite a bit when I played it on the PS. Four, I would have been PS4. Yeah, um, I don't, I don't. The more I see of Diablo Four, more it's like I don't understand the appeal here at all, and I don't think I have to. I think I'll just leave that one alone. Mm, true, true. Like uh, the only Diablo game I've ever even played is three, and didn't really I like it. I think the only reason I played three at the time was it was a sociable thing. Yeah, yeah, just something you can jump on with friends and you're just mindlessly yeah. hitting a button and. Yep, yep, hundred yeah, percent. I get it. Um, yeah, def- definitely not my kind of. Well, I guess I guess he doing doing that, um, playing with other people. Um, but the same thing, there, there's just like. There's other games I'd probably rather do that with. Yeah, they're uh, yeah, you know, like a Dark Tide. Yep. <clears throat> um, hopefully someday I'll get to play Dark Tide with you. Maybe, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> There's been no news about that since, is there? Nope, no news on the consoles or even anything like that. It's definitely still happening. We've been told it's still happening. Sure. How long did it take for Vermintide to 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 get a release? Two and uh, two, but fuck! Years, I, I didn't think it was that long. Yeah, it was. I thought you were gonna, like that. I, I thought you were going to say maybe a year and a half. Sorry, year and a <laughs> half, maybe. That's like you could have made a whole other game. No. <laughs> Uh, Belicia, you'll get uh, a bunch of the, like all the stuff that they've added. Well, you would assume that. Yeah, all the fixes and all. Um. So Microsoft is in court at the minute with the uh, Federal Trade Commission about their, their ah yes their uh, Activision deal. Um, 
And I guess we've seen the past is bringing up uh, different wee bits of informational, uh, like for example, the emails of uh, of your PlayStation boy. Um, what do you call him again? Oh, uh, it's not Jim Ryan. It is Jim Ryan. Is it Jim Ryan? Sorry. It is Jim Ryan. <laughs> got it in one um uh, emails him being like ah oh, i'm not worried about the culture uh, stuff <laughs> doesn't bother and uh bethesda being all like how how come our games have to be on xbox but call of duty gets to be on playstation what's this bullshit mm. um and elder scroll 6 has come up and it was pointed out like uh that game's still uh at least five years away, so fuck knows what <laughs> consoles will be about in five years. Um, not much of a story because, like, their Starfield isn't even out yet, and yeah, they'll that's them starting a new game after doing Starfield. Mm. So, and how long is Starfield taken? When did Fallout Four come Oof. out? Uh, I got seven or eight years. Four? Yeah. Fuck, I guess longer than that. Uh, 2015. Eight years? Fuck, it doesn't feel like eight years. It feels like longer. Well. It genuinely does feel like longer. That game was very bad. <laughs> well, <laughs> maybe not very bad, but it's not good. Um... So uh, I'm guessing you didn't get a uh, Mortal Kombat 1 code. No, I didn't. And I wasn't willing to pay a scalper either. <laughs> I, uh, what the fuck? Hey, so, people were selling tickets for the uh, Mortal Kombat 1 stress uh, stress test, which was uh, over the weekend there. Um, and do you know what arseholes would have paid for those? <sighs> So, on this, I'm seeing one for $227, um, but there's been reports of up to $1,000. Yep, and I guarantee the, the fucking arseholes that paid for this were streamers who wanted their channel to have some MK1 on it. If they didn't get a code and they were desperate for their channel, they paid these scalpers £1,000. You know, Stu, I actually hope that that is true. Like, even mm. even though, like, the idea of people signing up for this just to sell the code because they had no fucking interest in playing it, at least the streamers can afford that. It's just, yep. But it's, um, yeah, it's we, we can't have anything nice. Scalpers ruin everything. They do. I can't think of any other reason why you would pay that. Other than you knew you were going to make that money back or it's part of your job mm. and, you know, you can do tax write-off with it or, or whatever the fuck. Yeah, um, yeah. Because that's nuts. And if you're a big enough streamer, I imagine Netherrealm... Thousand pounds, nothing. Well, I imagine if you, asked, you code. if you asked Netherrealm, they would have went, ah, here's a code. <laughs> uh, I like what they call them two boys as ketchup and mustard. They're big MK oh, right, streamers. Right. They play Cyrax and Sector, hence their anchor twin brothers or something. They run the streaming for the 
MK11 thing. I remember them. They're very strange. Did they do what? They, oh, was that the guys that were on Games Master? Yes, that's <laughs> them. Right. Very odd. I watched a bit of a um, bit of uh, Jeff Gersman playing it. Right. It looks good. I don't have that too many. I'm looking forward to it. He's getting his ass handed to him, hey? There's already <laughs> like people just doing fucking crazy combos. <laughs> he's like playing it. I was like, this has been out for like two hours. What the fuck's going on? <laughs> Could have been planning. Take that. Could have been planning as developers, I suppose. True, true. That would actually be funny if it was Ed Boon himself just whooping boys online. <laughs> uh, so Google is getting back into games again, apparently. <laughs> Here we go again. Stadia went really well, so now um, it's a Wall Street Journal is reporting some thing they're going to have on YouTube where you just play cloud game. Uh, I'm. It's looking like this is nothing near the scale of what uh, Stadia was going to be. Um, mm. But but yeah, it, it'll probably be a bunch of smaller sort of. It'll probably be closer to what they call the Amazon service. The what? <laughs> the Amazon streaming service. Oh right, I don't even. I, Luna. I, I, I Luna. I don't even think it'll be that. I think it's going to be like you know, probably here's here's a fucking Tetris not flash game. Yeah, <laughs> n- yeah, yeah. Uh, well, they said that uh, there's, right. uh, there's um like it's being tested internally, as the report says, and there's only one game on it called Stack Points. Stack points. What the fuck is stack points? Yeah, it's a phone game. So yeah, it's like a we we puzzle game type thing. So it it probably be smaller games to get. You're not getting any big AAA titles on there this time. Um. Right. Uh, Metal Gear. So mm. this is pretty exciting news, actually. Um, so we've got the Metal Gear Solid Master Collection coming up. So Volume 1, they have revealed what's on it. So this is £50. So you get Metal Gear, uh, the MSX version, I yep. assume. Uh, Metal Gear 2 Solid Snake. Uh, Metal Gear Solid, which includes the VR missions and the special missions. Metal Gear Solid 2 Sons of Liberty, uh, which is the HD collection version. Metal Gear Solid 3 Snake Eater, also the HD collection. Uh, Metal Gear NES version and Snake's Revenge, which is the NES sequel. Uh, different from Metal Gear, Solid, or Metal Gear 2 Solid Snake. Um, £50 for that. What do you think of that price? Uh, it's maybe a wee bit on the steep side. There's nothing... More, there's nothing more than a PS2 game on that at the moment. You see, and I'm like, come on. Yeah, I think that's one I probably wait for. Yeah, you fifty know, percent yep. off, maybe. <laughs> yeah, yep, agreed. Um, yeah, not in a in a terrible rush. Um, the other news though is a bit more sort of ooh. Yeah, I might pay fifty pound for this. Um, so. There's been an apparent leak of the what will be in volume two. Um, 
And it's looking like maybe Metal Gear Solid 4 will be on Volume 2. We'll finally get to play it again. Which is a big fucking deal. Because, mm. um, if you remember, Metal Gear Solid 4 only came out... Um, only came out on the PlayStation 3, and the PlayStation 3 was a piece of shit console that was impossible to develop, so uh, basically making that version of Metal Gear Solid 4 a real pain in the arse to port to anything else. Um, So that's basically why we haven't seen any other version of of Metal Gear Solid 4. Um, Like, Sony can't even figure out how to emulate PS3 games themselves. That's, no, they can't. That's why you can't buy PS3 games um, on the PlayStation Store. That's why you, the only ones you get in there uh, plus premium are you're playing it over the cloud because it's playing on an actual fucking PS3. Mm. Um, but apparently... Konami back in the day, they had a running version or Xbox 360 version of Metal Gear Solid 4 before it got scrapped because of the the exclusivity deal. Fuck. And I would imagine this is how this has happened. Someone's dug that out. Um and now we might maybe maybe might be might get this. If you remember even trying to play it back on the PS3, do you remember you had to install in between each chapter? Yes, that was part of what the awkward... What a fucking pile of shit that was. Um, oh, shit, yes, I know the reason, uh, the other reason why it didn't come out on uh, <laughs> Xbox 360. Um, remember the, the PS3 was doing Blu-ray discs? Oh, yeah, the size. The Xbox 360, by default, only had a normal DVD drive, so they'd have to release it on DVDs, which would have been, like... Seven? Something like that. Like, it was on two Blu-rays, wasn't it? No, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. I'm talking shit. No, it was was one Blu-ray, because I remember there was the bit where Otacon phoned you to say you have to change disc, and then he bragged about the Blu-ray. Because, yeah... Um, so yeah, it would have been on a, a shit ton of um, normal <laughs> DVDs. What else is going to be on this, though? I wonder. Well, Phantom Pain, I'm guessing. So yeah, there, there's Phantom Pain and Ground Zeroes. Um, Peace Keep was a Peace Walker or something like that. Peace Walker, it. yeah. Um, you also got the the Metal Gear Solid Acids. Oh, the Metal Gear Acids, they were shite. <laughs> and uh, Portable Ops? Portable Ops was good. Acid was shite. So I'm definitely more interested in the in the Volume 2. Yeah, I actually wouldn't mind playing through 4 again. I only ever played through it once. And when I finished it, I remember, you know, oh, I'll start that again. I was all, oh, you have to install, you know, chapter one. I was like, oh, get <laughs> fucked. I couldn't be arsed, actually. Forgot about that. Sit and watch Snake having a smoke. Aye. For 45 minutes. Do you imagine telling someone in this day and age they have to sit for 45 minutes before they get to play their game? Yeah, it's not, not happening. 
They they should That's put back in fucking Amstrad days. That shit. <laughs> they should put in a wee thing though, where it comes up and it, like makes you think it, you're gonna have to wait. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and it's yes, all like only joking. Push X to continue. <laughs> it's it set on like one percent for like a couple of seconds and then just fly straight up to a hundred. Um, Skullgirls is a game you like. It is a game I like. It's getting review bombed on Steam. Yeah, uh, for some reason. They they removed. Uh, no, that 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 what I was going to say makes it sound worse. Um, <laughs> they changed some art. Mm-hmm. Um, to fix some things like removing Nazi-ish stuff. Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yep. Like a red. There was always a character. Yes. Uh, what'd you call her? Uh, Umbrella. The character Umbrella <clears throat> looked a bit Nazi-ish in some of her outfits. Yeah, uh, as little bit, they just removed the red armband. Hmm. Because oh, and that's why it's getting reviewed. Well. Uh, also, they have changed some. No, they haven't actually changed anything in game, um, but a few like uh, gallery images, of fan art things have been removed because mm-hmm. they're just a bit too fucking. Mm. Uh, sexually exploited up yeah pervy that's probably um and like for example there's one here uh, of um i don't know the character's name but it's one of the, the thing the tentacles coming over her head or whatever the fuck oh felicia <laughs> um and the, the the before pictures you can see her underwear um because her yeah. skirt's doing defying the laws of physics um, and they've just um, changed it so the skirt is no longer doing that, and she's just still stuck. Hey, they, it's still all sexy and stuff. She's still got mm. the, the boobs and the big thick thighs and all, uh, but uh, and the tentacles. Let's not forget yeah. the tentacles. That's what they really like. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, but there's people being like, uh, "Oh, censorship!" And you're just like, "Lads, come on." Shut no, no. up. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> that was always one of the reasons, you know. I, at first, I didn't want to admit that I liked Skullgirls because I was hey, like, you, you this can't. game plays brilliantly, but there's some really creepy people like it. Yeah. Uh, it's, people are seeing a lot. Uh, it's a lot of, like, you know, because it's Steam, you can see how long they played it. Mm. Um, and so it was like, oh, five hours. Five hours. Jesus yeah. wouldn't even finish the characters' fucking stories. This person was uh, playing it in five-minute bursts for some reason. Ah, uh, ah, uh, hi. <laughs> Fuck's sake. Um, one of my but, favorite fighting game characters comes from Skullgirls, and that's a girl called Peacock. She's fucking class. Yeah, it's uh, so a lot of the like the the not recommended. Uh, one's the recent one so 11.5 hours 6.4 hours 3.7 hours um you know 2.9 like it's all um like stuff like that but we do have um people coming on and giving a good review to to sort of balance any things out um Mm. and it's it's all people with like you know it's either people with hundreds of hours or half an hour (laughs) because they just Uh, bought it just 
<laughs> just to leave a review. Um, I mean, it has had no impact on the the actual game itself. It is fucking yeah. art outside the game, and um, I mean, it's like the the character designs are still pretty fucking provocative. Like it's not they've they've just some of them are uh, yeah they've just removed the some of the more creepy like yeah like weird upskirt stuff that uh, that is not it's not the character showing you her underwear it's you seeing mm. your underwear when you shouldn't be which is fucking illegal and you should be ashamed of oh, yourself yeah. if you want to do that that is also a very valid point <laughs> so yeah um Funny stuff. Great game, though. I I should I have it and I've never played it. I played it in, oh. in yours like once. See, the worst thing is I was about to say something. I was all after everything we've just discussed. I maybe shouldn't say that. <laughs> I was just about to say it's a cracking looking game. It is a cracking looking drawn. game. No, no, I did, you know, even if you think, hey, these characters are real sexy, that's fine. But like, just because they're like, um, we're gonna take this art where this girl is flashing her underwear, um, unbeknownst to herself. Um, you know, it's all about fucking context. Um, like, if if it's done in a way where it's like, ah, oh, this is what this character is like, then that's all fair enough. Um, and yeah, they, they are, you know, the, the characters do have that kind of, like, sexy kind of design, and that's, it, that's, I think that is completely fine, um, but just, bit, like, I don't know why people get bent out of shape because of the, they remove some stuff where they look back and go, well, you know, that's probably a bit, uh, a bit problematic there. Mm. Um, speaking of things being problems <laughs> some who is this guy VP of PR and communication Michael Platko Gilinski <laughs> from CD Projekt Red um, he was interviewed or something and said that the um, Cyberpunk's launch was way better than it was received and became a cool thing not to like it. Yes, yes. I am a huge fan of uh, Cyberpunk 2077, but um, this guy is trying to gaslight everyone. Yep. That game was on fire when it came out it was a terrible yep. launch and it was because of guys like him execs making a team push an unfinished product out um and now the team is obviously putting out something very soon which is going to be cyberpunk as it was meant to be um mm-hmm. and now he's trying to convince us that the thing that happened didn't happen or it was our fault fucking our fault um yeah don't listen to this dickhead yeah uh, typical exact talk yeah complete mismanagement of the whole thing um and, and screw that guy uh that about does it for the game news I think you're about starve 
feel I probably should have talked to that when we were talking about All Might 2 and its whole confusing physical release thing. Oh, yeah. It is getting a physical release. There will be discs. Yeah, bloody think so, considering there's a £200 fucking version of it. It's Oh, no, that doesn't get a disc, though. <laughs> yeah, that's... <laughs> that version doesn't go. Stupid. Standard edition, you get a disc. Not on PC, though, but... Uh, what game comes out in disc on PC these days? Ever? Mm. We've sort That's, of... They've done this... They do this with their collector's editions. Do you remember they did it with Wolfenstein? Did they? There was the the first of the new Wolfensteins. They released a collector's edition that came with the statue. Remember the big sort of mad robo-Nazi dog thing? Mm. It came with a statue of that, right? But didn't come with a game. Fantastic. It was just a code? Yeah. No, no code or nothing. Oh, just no game. It, no not, game at all. That's not an addition then. You just bought a statue. Yeah, but it comes with the box and everything. Here's the no game edition. Aye. Well, the uh, the fancy edition of this at least comes with a download code. Uh, that and, makes more sense. And I guess uh, discs with some version of Starfield will exist. I'm going to say this now. I can still see Starfield come to a PlayStation console. Mm. At some point. People like money. Not so much Redfall. I don't think anyone... (laughs) I don't think they'll be too tore up about that. (laughs) Right, let's get into wrestling then. Mm. Because we had a big event this weekend... And I think we should had just, a really good event. We should just get torn directly into it. Um, yep. Forbidden Door number two. The joint promo, uh, jointly promoted pay per view AEW and New Japan Pro Wrestling. Um, mm. This was what I would say is a return to form after a slightly disappointing double or nothing. Yeah, I agree. Um. This this one was start to finish. This was excellent. Yeah, this was a, a very good show. Um, I guess we'll just start at the start. Um, we've got Rene Paquette and RJ City back in on the zero hour doing stuff in the ring, <laughs> not wrestling like that. That would be stupid. <laughs> no, Rene would kill <laughs> RJ. Uh, why are they referred to as the wrestling ants? When did that happen? I don't know. <laughs> okay. No, it's not just me. Um, so on commentary, Excalibur, Kevin Kelly, and only for the... It, it's a shame that it's only for the pre-show, but Chris Chartlin on there. Um, Chris Chartlin's very good. He commentates for, for New, New Japan. Uh, just knows everything about everything. Um... Uh, we thought he was going to do the whole event, but he was just the pre-show. Was he on the pre-show last year? No. I can't remember. Well, hmm. um, yeah, that's fair enough. First match was where Strickland, Brian Cage, and the Gates of Agony versus Rocky Romero, Chuck Taylor, Trump Rata, El Desperado. <laughs> and El Desperado did not want to be there. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. That was so funny the way he was—he sold the shit out. Of that. 
or doing the entrance and they're all like hands in let's go and all this but yeah. i was like no nah, <sighs> he just looked tired <laughs> yeah he's he's not part of chaos so he's not interested um great match yeah great great opener um very fast uh lots of fun spots yep um brian cage being brian cage <laughs> aye uh i i, I don't like to speak ill of managers because i think managers you know they if a manager's not very good nine times well sorry ten times out of ten you can go they don't matter they're just a manager but Prince Nana is so bad that he actually does annoy me. He does not need to be there. He serves no, no purpose. No, Strickland's getting nothing out of him. Strickland needs no, no manager. No, it's true. Strickland, well, that thing, Strickland is so good at what he does, he could be the shit heel manager and in-ring talent. Mm-hmm. 100% he can. Um... Like maybe the Gates of Agony should have a manager, but maybe not not Nana. Um, mm. well, I, they, they, they had Tolly at one point. That's right. Yeah, they had Tolly, and then there was oh. obviously a bit of. Sh- Who knows? <laughs> Tolly left when uh, Gresham left. He left with Gresham. Yeah, you're right. Tully was so fucked off what happened to Gresham that he left. Mm-hmm. He literally, I think his words were, you have no idea what you have got there. You've just wasted an entire man's career. Fuck this. I'm out of here, basically. I mean, Gresham would come back. I would like to think Gresham would maybe. Well, he's in Impact now at the moment. He's wrestling again. Um, but oh, he, I don't he know. Has, if- he has said he would definitely... Come back and come back to AEW. Yeah, he apologized. Um, he said, uh, you know, I saying stuff like he said, I was in a bad place, and then, like we know what. Yeah, Tony Khan was a bit of a shit, but he's like, I, I didn't hand, handle it right. Yeah, true, true, true. But I, I, it's a two way street with that one. I think definitely. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> the like. <sighs> Uh, Tony, Tony Khan can be a bit of uh, a weird guy sometimes. He, he can get too excited sometimes with his new toy, and that's exactly what had happened that day. Claudio was the new toy, and he was very mm. excited. Yeah. Uh, anyway, this, this this match was great opener. Um, yep. Swerve getting the pin. Uh, yes. Which I did not expect. I will not really? lie. It's Swerve, I but thought- he's going to be he's going to be a big deal. Hopefully no, so. I, th- I honestly thought one of the Gates of Agony was going to take the pin for Chaos. Ah, uh, right. Nah, Swerve, Swerve uh, Swerve's on the on the rise. Eh? He, he's mm. like, I think he, he's going to be getting like a proper, more of a push. He's bulking up a bit as well. It definitely. Uh, he's he's put on, put on, looking more like a heavyweight. Uh, we still haven't got our Swerve Keith Lee blow off. No, we still haven't. Keith, we haven't seen Keith Lee in a couple of weeks now. No. Um, he's like, he's not even in, in the, the Owen Hart tournament or nothing. Uh, no. Um, Athena versus Billy Starks. Speaking of the Owen Hart tournament, um, mm. just uh, Athena's really good in Ring of Honor at the minute. Yep. It probably is like the best thing on Ring of Honor. 
Um, she, it's just a, a sort of continuation of the stuff she was doing on on Dark. Uh, just being absolutely savage, um, mm. stiff as fuck, uh, and Starks, Billy Starks, eighteen year old Billy Starks in this match, just giving it back as good as she was getting it. She is gonna be such a big deal someday. Yeah, yeah, she's she's really good. I think she's just back from a tour in Japan. Um, so it'd be good to see more of her. She's probably gonna ring of honor more than AEW, probably. Mm. But she's she's so good for for an eighteen year old. It's crazy. Yep. Uh, we had El Fantasmo versus your boy Stu Grayson. Yes, it was a very good match. Yeah, again, um, nice, uh, uh, quick couple of spots where Stu was just showing off, showing off the strength, but he didn't get the win. No, that was, um, I, I think New Japan had plans for El Fantasmo. He's broken away from, uh, from Bullet Club. He got kicked out of Bullet Club, mm. um, which is essentially a face turn. <laughs> yeah. Um, Thing is, as well, this is obviously plays into Stu's storyline as well in Ring of Honor because it's obviously, oh come on, look, you you don't have the Dark Order with you and you're losing matches. Wap wap. These are that name, Cult Boys, Far Cry Five, <laughs> Far Cry Five guys. Yep, Far Cry Five. I like how you call them <laughs> boys the cult guys when we're talking about Dark Order. <laughs> Dark Order's not a cult. Not anymore. <laughs> it's a self-help program <laughs> that's right that's right um and then we run out the uh the buy-in or zero or what are we calling these now this zero or <laughs> some of them are zero and some of them are buy-in uh, we've got shingo tagagi hiromu takahashi and bushi against kai fletcher jeff cobb and tjp so th- this this is a very standard um uh early card new japan thing it's like <laughs> here's uh in uh the japan one anyway um Mm. Uh, versus uh, United Empire in a multi-man tag match. Um, yeah, it was, it was a solid match as well. Quick. It was. I enjoyed the Chingo and Cobb in the ring again. Mm, yeah, that uh, really good match. I can't remember where that was. That was when he had the title, wasn't it? Yes, it was. Chingo the never had... opened with. Oh, no, no. Did, did Cobb not... Challenge Shingo for the the world title at some point. Oh, maybe it was world title. Maybe you're right. I thought it was never open weight. Sorry, no, no, I'm not sure. Um, that ends the the show proper. Um, MJF versus Tanahashi on collision. Um, it was pretty funny. because uh, <laughs> Tanahashi yep. came out and called out MJF, and then. MJF's music played. Yep. And everyone thought he was coming out, but it was a pre-tape, and he called all the wrestlers in New Japan uh, indie indie wrestlers. <laughs> <laughs> and he had it on his robe when he came out here. <laughs> he did. I enjoyed this match, so I, I know 
Tanahashi's a wee bit older now and he doesn't move like he used to, but working with MJF just made it really, really good. Two things. The match was still good. Um, mm. Like, Tanahashi's just body language and that. Um, like he, He's good at that stuff. He, he's good at being the baby face and getting the, the crowd uh, behind mm. him. Um, but yeah, Jesus Christ, he does not look comfortable. No. He looks like he's in pain. He walks weird. Uh, the top rope spot didn't go too well either. Do you remember he, he, there was a slip? Mm. No, that's when he was fighting Swerve. Sorry, sorry. That's when he was fighting Swerve on uh, Collision. Right. That's right. when that happened. Sorry, it wasn't against MJF. Um. Yeah, uh, MJF's uh, disrespect and shit was very interesting. Oh, brilliant as always. Him doing the uh, air guitar with the <laughs> <laughs> with the knees. And he cheats. Um, so, of so, course. So it makes it like Tanahashi look look good. He had, he had to cheat to to beat him. He used the mm. well, try to use the belt first, but then um, yep, and put, Bryce was on him. Push push the ref in into into Tanahashi. Give him a chance to get the the dynamite diamond ring on and <laughs> knock him out. Uh, no, like the, no surprise there. No, of course not. <laughs> like Tanahashi wasn't going to be AEW world champion. <clears throat> so is that two years in a row Tanahashi's challenge for the AEW world title? Yes, it is. Give somebody else a go. Jesus Christ. Ah. See, <laughs> uh, um, fucking punk. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Versus Satoshi Kojima. In the, the Owen Hart tournament. Uh, this didn't need to be on here. Just just didn't. Just didn't. Nah. Need, but it, it was it, a good uh, match. It, it was a good match. It didn't need the time it had, though. It was. I'm pretty sure it was the shortest match on the card. Was it? It, it was, felt longer. I, I think it was around the 15-minute mark. Maybe shorter than that. Um... Hey, Kajiba can still go. I know all they, they did. Definitely all, can. All they did was slap each other, pretty much. Hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah, that that works for for Kajima. Um, so I guess we should talk about uh, the reception to Punk. Yeah, <laughs> it won on both collision, on collision and so we're out of Chicago and now. Forbidden Door. Out yep. of Chicago. It warmed my heart to hear him get <laughs> fucking lambasted by the live crowds. Because yep. I swear to God, watching that first episode of Collision and the reception he gets there, it, it just made me think, it's like, really? Am I, am, am I wrong? Like, am I being yep. an, an, an idiot? Is uh, But but no, right? So, no, he's, he's, he's a dickhead. Uh, yep. it it just puzzles me more it's like when you think about it is I can get them cheering punk especially the Chicago they they love him and and, and punk yeah. is still a fantastic wrestler one of the best um very good on the mic um mm-hmm. 
But I cannot excuse people booing the elite because yeah. I'm like, why are you doing that? What did they do? And you can't tell me. I got like you cannot tell me why you're booing them. You're booing them because CM Punk told you to boo them. Think yes. for your fucking self. It's like cheer him all you like. That's great. But uh, the only person that publicly did anything wrong was him. Mm -hmm. And you, you can go, oh, Hangman is a dangerous worker. He slapped, he chopped him in the face. It's like it's fucking wrestling. Things that get happen. Yeah, uh, like Brett's nose several times. Yeah. Sheena broke her fucking nose. Probably the best thing that happened to her up until that yeah, point. Yeah, it really got her over. <laughs> it did. Um, it's one of her highest selling t-shirts. But yeah, I, I just don't understand the, the in, in that first collision, like the, the fuck the elite and, and booing them. It's like, aye, these guys had a tussle backstage because of, of fucking disagreements. That has got nothing to do with us. You're no position. Like, why boo them? Why give them shit? Mm. Why, uh, like, like alienate the the elite who you know have been there from the start? And we're seeing this match. are still putting on the best fucking matches. Mm. Um, it's just stupid. Uh, but yeah, th this was this was still a good match. Um, Punk's working heel here, dude. He, he keeps doing the Hogan stuff. Yeah. He's done it twice now. Um, because uh, people be comparing him to Hogan. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder why. Um, of course, Punk wins. Yeah. Um, didn't go down too well. No, but he even tried doing the wee face thing at the end and picking ta or picking Kojima up. You know, doing yeah. And uh, nope. I mean, that, that could also could have been genuine respect for yeah, Kojima's a, a legend. Um, uh, so that the four-way for the AEW international title, Orange Cassidy taking on uh, Shibata, Zack Sabre Jr. and Daniel Garcia. <laughs> An or great match. This was an unbelievable match. I love the... Uh, was it Cassidy and Shibata? Let's sit down and yep. slap the shit out of each other for a while. Let's go for it. Yep. I always love that that New Japan spot, the, the strong style. It's like sit cross legged and let's slap each other. See who gives <sighs> out first. Um Is there any anybody better at in ring shit talking than Zack Sabre Jr.? <laughs> uh no, not shit talking. No, Saber's pretty sweet at it. Like, just call everybody dickheads. <laughs> Orange bollocks. <laughs> Orange bollocks. Um, yeah, the Orange Cassidy coming out on top again. Through shenanigans almost, though. Uh, it's a wee bit. Well, all he does is push Shibata out of the ring and <laughs> steal the pin. <laughs> yep. Um, yeah, like Shibata does the, the, the PK on, on Garcia, which, is that his finisher? PK, that's how he normally finishes matches. Penalty eh? kick, he just kicks your face off, and then in, yep. in runs Cassidy, pushes him out, and uh, does a crucifix pin on Garcia. Um, 
Yeah, you do what you have to. 25 defences in. You know. uh, <laughs> at this stage, I really don't know who's going to take it off him. This is, this is some run he's had. Uh, he is now tied with Jade for defences. So All right. Take, take from that what you will. Um... Uh, next up, the IWGP heavyweight title, world heavyweight title, even. Um, Sonata defending against Jungle Boy. Um, this was... This was still a good match. It was. I think the end was just but, very sudden. I. That was not... So Sonata does a moonsault. Yes. For the three count. That's not his finisher. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say, what is his finisher? Well, he easy does that uh, skull end. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, the the thing that, you know, thing that... Uh, Jungle, that Jungle Boy, Boy did? Uh, aye, and he, he fin- who was he against? Anyway, he had a match on... I'm not sure what show Dynamite. it was. It's all blended into one fucking show. Uh, but, Dynamite. yeah, he finished that match with the skull end. That is Sonata's finisher. Um, and Sonata just won with with a with a moonsault mm. um which left everyone going sorry what 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 happened mm. it that it, it did come out of nowhere um but that's not the big story with this match no uh so after the match like hook hook comes out with uh with jungle boy because they've been doing their jungle hook tag team and he's there to to corner him, uh, going up the ramp, helping him out, and fucking Jungle Boy just takes Hook's head off. Just empty somehow. Taz had to be worked with. <laughs> this was the last match Taz called. Yeah, he fucked <laughs> off after this. <laughs> so I know you I fucking forgot. did, man. <laughs> I, I, you always forget, like, Taz has been so, Taz has been making us laugh. For like two years solid now, you forget when Taz gets angry, he genuinely looks fucking terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> You're a dead man, Jack Perry! A dead man! And I was like, oh, fuck. And then the crowd actually started chanting Taz. <laughs> he must have got up and stormed yeah. out or something. But aye, then obviously we get Shivani for the rest of the show. Chance of uh, you fucked up as well. Um, yes. <laughs> it'll be interesting what happens tonight. I know he has uh, promo time booked. Jungle Boy? Yep. Sweet. But, um, so, this is going to be the, so it's the right move, definitely. Yeah, he, yeah. He'll yep, turn yep. Um, and have him and Hook go into a thing. He's going to take that FTW title off Hook. Um, that's all good. He'll probably do something to Taz. He should do something to Taz. Um, yes. It's that, it's that promo now we know his promo work it's been hit, more missed than hit. Um, it has. And he's got a struggle with a good strong heel promo. The good thing is it's usually easier to be a heel. Um, yeah. And we'll we'll see if he can uh, if he can do it tonight. I think he can. I think he will. I think he's just going to be well, a smart fucking as soon as he did cunt. it, 
Yeah, as soon as he did it, he was very clever. He, he dropped to the knees and he started doing the stupid wee arm thing, you know, that the fans like to do. Yeah. And it, it was almost like, he was like, oh, what's the matter? Do you not want to dance anymore? <laughs> he was sort of just like, oh, what's wrong, everybody? I was like, he could be just a smarmy wee shit. Is it better for him to have new music or just have that music just to, with that, that rub it in? Probably needs new music. Uh, he'll probably drop the Jungle Boy as well. Yes, I think he, he's probably going to be called just Jack Perry from here on out. Jack Perry. Just, gear just, never hang just Jack Perry. They've done a really good job of um, sort of easing that in there. Um, from mm. from ba- as far back as like Jr. did it completely by accident, but probably the right move, referring to him as Jungle Boy Jack, and then mm. and then you know everyone has for the last couple of months has just eased in and anytime referring to him as Jungle Boy Jack Perry, and then even when he's in the ring, uh, you know Excalibur has started calling him as Perry. Um, Mm. You know, Perry did this, Perry kicked out, whatever. Uh, and now we'll just cut that Jungle Boy part off. And it's just Jack Perry, and it doesn't sound weird. It's just natural. Uh, it's just yep. really, really well built, too. Um, but, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to see what he says tonight and uh, what happens. Yep. He's going to get attacked. I think he'll be... I think he'll be an absolute smarmy wee bastard. Um, next up, Highman Page, Young Bucks, Eddie Kingston, and Ishii taking on John Moxley, Claudio Castagnoli, Wheeler Yuta, Kanosuke Takeshita, and Shota Umino. Oh, Takeshita looks so good in this. They made him look like a monster. Partway him and Ishii just knocking the shit and then he knocks Ishii oh you thought Ishii was dead <laughs> yeah. one big forearm and he just sells it so well he just hits the mat and he's like the thing it's it's Ishii too like nobody does this to Ishii yeah, <laughs> like Ishii yeah. survives everything nope the cast is not having his shit 100% I uh, like just having them two in the ring that, that was just just phenomenal uh Yep, easy for me to say, but yeah, um, yeah, Ishii made him just look like an absolute fucking badass. Yep. At one point, he was taking on the whole team shirt. I remember, and it was just like, holy fuck! And then he kicked out of some mad shit as well. And you're like, I, the Kesta is the MVP of this fucking match. Hey? Um. We also had uh, the, uh, conflicted Eddie Kingston um, at one point <laughs> taking double super kicks to save John Moxley, who is on the other team, yep. Uh, yep. and John Moxley not returning the favor. No, <laughs> he did nothing when uh, Kingston was getting fucked up. Um, nope. Yeah, th- this was. Uh, f- a very good match with everything, including the kitchen sink float thrown in there. Yeah. Um, like everything you, you want to see out of these guys, and the people got over. Takesh's booking has been excellent. Um, yep. And uh, future world champ right there. 
Yeah, so how long do we have to... How long do we have to wait for a bushy? <laughs> when's, when's the next round? Um, <laughs> yeah, I forgot to mention the Elite won this one. <laughs> Which was the shocker, I have to admit. Yeah, I didn't think they were going to win. And uh, It was uh, Ishii he got the pin to, wasn't it? Yes, yes. Um, so I guess you could say On... that that doesn't count. Uh, Wheeler Yuta. Wheeler Yuta. Oh, poor Wheeler took the pin again. Aye. That's what he's there for. <laughs> I thought it would have been your other wee man, uh, Umino. Oh, Umino. Yeah, I suppose it could. Um, the... Uh, uh, the, the we're obviously not done with the elite and the BCC. Um, I don't know if this will, this has been one of the best rivalries in AEW. Yeah, that's like you sort of don't want it to end. It's like no, just yeah. keep going. We're just getting cracking match after cracking match. I guess it has to accumulate in blood and guts. Yeah, that's what everyone's saying. But um, we're getting getting a bit ahead ourselves after after what happened at the main event. Uh, oh yeah, true, true, true. Right, they'll, they'll they'll get somebody else in. Yeah. Um, Tony Storm versus Will Nightingale for the AEW Women's Title. This was grand. Mm-hmm. Um, we got the. Um, I almost called them the Outsiders. <laughs> the Outcasts. The Outcasts. <laughs> um, doing their usual stuff. They get thrown out though. Um. Yep, they do. And we get to have a, a bit of a, a fair match for a wee while. Um, yeah, Nightingale's just really, really good. Yeah, Storm's been on fire since she uh, went heel, you know. I think it's the best thing they're on for. Yeah, get her getting a proper title one's good. Um, yep, Nightingale, it's nice to see, finally. Nightingale since beaten uh, Mercedes Money for that... Uh, New Japan title is just just catapulted her. Yep. Um, she's in this uh, tournament as well, the the own heart tournament. So hopefully she is. Hopefully, yes. hopefully, hopefully she sticks around until the final for that. Mm. Wouldn't mind seeing her win it, but I don't know. Uh, there's a few names in there. You're not too sure what way that's gonna go. Mm. Um. Well, she won her match on Collision with Nyla, so she's yeah, still so, be going on. So she's she's in the semifinals, um, hmm. at the very least. <coughs> and then next, we just had you know one of the best matches we've ever seen. Um, yep. <laughs> Will Osprey uh, challenging Kenny Omega for the AWGP US title uh, rematch from from the Wrestle Kingdom match, which was also one of the best matches I've ever seen. Yep. Um, so they're like, yeah, let's do another one. And just make it as good. And they did. <laughs> they really did. God, uh, this was fucking nuts. A uh, lot of callbacks to that first match with um, yep. basically Osprey doing to Kenny what Kenny had done to Osprey. Mm. Um, they both got bloodied. Um, the, the moves were stiff and fuck me that tiger driver that Kenny took Oof. at the end just I winced 
I winced. Was... I bet you if Taz was watching that, he definitely winced. Oh, fuck. Um, Kenny, wait, wait, Osprey using the one-winged angel on Kenny, who manages to get his... Check that out, one! Uh, <laughs> does the, does the uh, one-count kick out? Um, uh, that was an Ibushi. <laughs> uh, it basically was the, the Ibushi spot. <laughs> yep. Uh, is that him hinting? Oh, Jesus. Probably. That would actually be a nice wee thing if that's what he was actually doing. Uh, the, towards the end as well was just... I that Well, that was towards the end. Just the the, uh, the, the false finishes, the, the Haji. Because uh, with him doing his... Uh, you know, Osprey doing the, the finisher. Um, mm. And then having to, having to resort to using Kenny's own... Uh, own finisher against him, um, but they, that was uh, Callus was shouting for him to do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, and then the, the the tiger driver was was the thing that that set up the end. Mm. It's like it looks so wrong, but it looks so good as well. <laughs> yeah, well, like we know Kenny's okay, like thankfully. So, I bet, I bet he was sore the next day. Oh, I, I bet, bet he I, was I, seeing I, stars. Yeah, both of them were sore the next day. Um, you also had a, a good spot with uh, Osprey doing the uh, the Shawn Michaels thing with the Canadian flag. Oh, yeah. Wiping his arse <laughs> with it and sticking it up his nose and all. <laughs> Osprey's fucking brilliant, though. <laughs> that was very good. If there's one yep. match from this show that you need to watch and go go look yep. for, I don't care if you're an AEW fan or not, just go watch this match because god damn it's fucking good. Um, yep. I cannot... Would you, I, think it, I think it would even be better than the original. <sighs> better? I don't know better. I can... I would find it... Just because of that end, just the, the way it went so mad at the end. I, the, you remember yeah. we were sitting there going, oh, fuck, oh, fuck, oh, fuck. It was one of those ones where they had you in the palm of their hand and, and you didn't know what was going to happen, which is always the yeah. sign of a good match. They made you believe. Yep, <laughs> yep. Um, the one, but the one thing I would... Um, but a criticism I would give of this is Don Callis gets kicked out very early on. Oh, uh, yeah. That's and right, then that's he right. comes back down with the screwdriver that uh, Osprey can use, and the referee does fuck all. Um, that's right. Which, Jesus, yeah. like that—that's a bit stupid because it's either the referee just got no power and doesn't matter fuck who cares, or he's just stupid. Um, mm. And the easy way to fix this: don't throw him out. Yeah, that would have been a good point. I mean, unless he forgot to bring the screwdriver and he was like, uh, you need to throw me out so I can go get it. Either way, that was that's that's the one piece of criticism. Um, yeah, I, I, I would give this match, uh, or not. This this was fucking awesome, unbelievable. Um, so when when's when's the next one? <laughs> <laughs> you can't leave it at two. Yeah, we need a rubber match. Matches come in trilogies. Yes, they do. And then we'll have to have the discussion. It's like, what's better? Kenny Omega and Will Ospreay or Kenny Omega and Okada? <sighs> they have one thing in common. Come up. <laughs> they have Kenny one thing in common. Kenny <laughs> Exactly. Yep. <clears throat> 
See, Will Ospreay once described Kenny Omega as a mad professor of wrestling. Oh, yes. He, he was basically, he's like, the ideas that just come into his head are, when he first says them, you go, what? And then you think about it for a second, you go, that's fucking genius. And it's true. Even Jericho was saying about the first stadium stampede and all as well, when Kenny was coming up with these ideas, he was like, what the fuck? And he was like, I think that's genius. So I... Sure, wasn't it like way back at the first uh, Double or Nothing? Was it the boxer? Like, so poker we, chips. It's like, we don't, we don't let Kenny have ideas because it's always a whole <laughs> fucking nightmare to get sorted. Because his whole thing was Cody. the poker chip. And the idea. Oh, it was Cody. Yep. It was Cody that said it. Yep, Cody came up with the crack and line. He's all, I love Kenny Omega, but sometimes I do not like Kenny Omega. Because <laughs> he'll just come at you with these brilliant ideas last minute. So, uh, he's, he, to me, he is the best on the planet at the moment. He really is. Yeah, and if Tony Khan ever lets him go over the head of CM he's Punk, a, he's a fucking, fucking idiot. idiot. Yep. <laughs> we are in a mutual agreement with that. Um, I still think we probably will get Kenny Omega versus CM Punk at some time. Because I think genuinely Omega will want to do it for the good of wrestling. Because mm. cause that, that's just the type of Kenny Omega. He First yeah. and foremost, he wants to put on good wrestling matches. He doesn't seem like a guy that's like, oh, I need to be on top or I, I, need, I need to look like the man. Yeah. He's like, I, I want to put on a match that is going to be remembered forever. If that ever happens, it will be the best match in Punk's career. Bar yeah. none. Could be. And then he'll be like, oh, he hit me too hard. <laughs> <laughs> uh... After that, we had a bit of a cooldown match because we needed it. Oh, a butt, a butt. <laughs> Sting, Darby Allen, Tetsuya Naito versus Chris Jericho, Sammy Guevara, and Minoru Suzuki. So it wasn't all bad. No. I mean, Suzuki and Naito. Yeah, um, Suzuki is fucking incredible, and poor old Darby got uh, opened up the hard way. By accident, I assume. But, you know. Because <laughs> he was all like, hit me. And ah, he, Suzuki's you don't, like, you don't okay. turn around. <laughs> you don't turn around to Minoru Suzuki and say, hit me. I don't care how much of a daredevil or a stuntman or anything that you are. Turning around to Minoru Suzuki and saying, hit me, is asking for, well, a bloody face, as Darby Allen learned. Hmm. It was cracking shot though, because you know Darby's. You know he, he does the slap a few times, and Darby's still trying to stand toe to toe with him. So Suzuki goes right, okay, and absolutely leathers him. And Darby just drops like a sack of ten year old shite, and it's ah, oh, it was amazing though. But then Sting got in the ring, and I was all, oh my god, is Sting gonna take a Suzuki shot? But no, Jericho got the tag. <laughs> Now, the finish of this one was, uh, well, no, it wasn't a total, total finish, but we, we had Jericho um, com- demanding that Guevara do a uh, 6.30 sent on, on Sting, who was lying on the table outside. Now, mm-hmm. what we think was supposed to happen is Sting was supposed to move out of the way. Mm-hmm. And Sammy, because this, this is the last thing Sammy does in the match. We do not see him again after this. Uh, Sting, yep. 
turns slightly sideways, takes the full weight of Sammy Guevara on, on the side of his ribs, uh, yep. through the table. Right, fair enough. 30 seconds mm-hmm. later, there's Sting around the back running in the ring. <laughs> Sammy's nowhere yep. to be seen. Yep. So somehow Sting was on the offensive, even though he was lying on a table, I guess. Yeah, uh, it was pretty poor. And mm. God damn, uh, the, the Sting stuff is just, just hard to watch. Eh? Didn't Sting get the pin as well? No, no, Naito got the pin on Suzuki. Oh, was, Naito got the pin on Suzuki. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, at least there's that. And then our main event, uh, mm. Brian Danielson versus uh, Kazuchika Okada. Um, this should have been an all-time classic. It yep. was a good match. Um, but yeah. We were all sort of, eh? Yeah. Um, so what happened about eight minutes into this match? Eight minutes into this 25-minute match. 25-minute match, yep. Uh, Brian, Brian Danielson breaks his arm. And I mean... Legit. Fucking snaps that thing in two. Like, it's a really mm. bad break. I think it's a clean break, but it's like his arm... Mm. Uh, I was going to say his arm's in two pieces, but that's normal. But like, the, the bone is completely broken in half. And this guy continues to wrestle until at some point when, so the, we just had... It had to be, like, we need to finish. Um, we know if this match was supposed to be an hour long. Because um, mm-hmm. on BTE, we, you know, there's behind-the-scenes part where um, Okada's mucking about with the Bucks in their dressing room. <laughs> and it was just an offhand Nick Jackson mentions, hey, you have a 60-minute match tonight. Um, so, yeah, but wrestling for uh, until the 25 minute mark after breaking your arm at, at eight minutes is is fucking nuts yeah that guy has serious pain <clears throat> tolerance like at one point i am pretty sure okada goes for a rainmaker and it's the sore arm that he grabs so oof, i couldn't imagine what pain he was going through mm. Do you remember he was doing the stomps to the head and I think it was Gary turning goes, oh man, Danielson's so good at selling, you know, he's not even using the arm. And we at, at the time we all thought, oh geez, I, he's, he's remembering right. that sore arm. Well, no, it was legit broke. That's why yeah, he wasn't he, using he, it. He could not use that arm. He was wrestling <laughs> one-armed. Um, he, get, he gets the win here. Um, it, it's pretty good the way they do it in Excalibur. Yeah. Um, can take some credit for for this as well because yes. we've got like kind of a submission struggle of Danielson trying different things uh, submission he's got LaBelle locking one armed and he's twisting he's doing a lot of joint manipulation and eventually Okada just taps and Excalibur's like he had no choice it was either tap or get injured and he has a G1 mm. to do so he tapped um, yep probably see another one of these I reckon Danielson will be a bit like shit. I I, I owe it just, again. Danielson's very like Omega. He just wants to put on classic matches, mm. so I can see him wanting to run this back again. Yeah, I, I can see that too. Um, I wonder was he meant to win, or was it meant to hit the time limit? Uh, I, I re- I, well, that's a good question. That's a good question. 
could have seen that like oh. if it was going for an hour it probably was supposed to hit the time limit then yeah I wonder was that the actual idea the time limit was supposed to go but again uh, the only the only uh, thing I can think of is you know Dan- again Nolan Danielson very unselfish he will find a way to make this out that he's not happy with this one because you know he's his arms in a sling and obviously he's all about violence and technically Okada did more violence to him than he did to Okada so that's the only yeah. thing I can think of. They'll spin this into another match. It's like, he's I'm not happy he I, didn't get the win. A hundred percent. That would be good. It's like, uh, I may have won the match, but look at me. And there's you standing aye, aye. there, nothing wrong with you. What the fuck? What? <laughs> win in a G1. <laughs> aye. Aye, that's, it's the, Nolan Danielson, I think that'd be a good way to spin it for him. I won, but look at the shape of me. This mad bastard did, like, after he broke his arm. <laughs> Nearly 20 minutes. Nearly 20 minutes. He did a backflip out of a German suplex, did a Bisaiku knee, <laughs> and before and then did the, the the head kick in it with a broken arm. What he's the? He's a madman. Fur fucking play Like as I, I I will admit, since he has joined AEW, I have really taken to him. This just puts even more fucking respect <laughs> on him for me. Like if someone bro- if I broke my arm and someone says to me, "Right, I want you to." Do- I don't know, jog around your garden. I'd be like, get fucked. I've just broke my arm. Let alone here, pretend to fight this guy for 20 minutes. <laughs> you do a backflip. I, I, I would be in tears on my <laughs> knees begging someone to ring an ambulance. No, but he's, it, the man's on another level. Hey? Madness, hey, yeah. Maybe there is something to this veganism. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I hope we still see him at all in. I doubt we'll see him in the ring. Oh well, he was at. He, I know I haven't watched it myself. I'm probably going to check it out maybe later on. But he's at the press conference with the sling and all. So yeah, I I've had a last two press conferences when I've gone to watch them. There's something like royalty free music playing over them, and they can't hear anything. Eh? Yeah. Uh, I don't That's know. That's weird. It is weird. Uh, um, so you missed the great Tony Storm interview where she said she'd slap the tits off Jay. oh no no it, it's uh, I was able to watch that one later and they had fixed it but this one was same oh. I went to watch it on on the on Monday there uh, and it was just playing some music over it and there was Sting sitting huh. talking away and I'm like what the f- fuck fucking hell <clears throat> well next two months is our road to all in and we'll find out what we're what what the fuck we paid for because <laughs> i don't know nope we've no idea please don't be goldberg oh christ oh. Uh, we can we can only hope um we can only hope and but we'll be booing the balls off punk if he's there <laughs> yep that's definitely happening. <laughs> we'll 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 be we'll be hit booing punk, oh, no. but we'll we'll be love booing MJF. Actually, <laughs> no, I'm not gonna boom, I'm gonna go to the toilet. <laughs> on him? <laughs> <laughs> just, just run down to the ring and take a push on him. <laughs> definitely get thrown out. <laughs> so, while while not changing your facial expression at all, just sitting there completely deadpan. Passion on him. <laughs> like not looking angry, not looking upset, just sitting there completely blank faced. And you and you shouldn't blink either. Like even if he looks at you like what the fuck? Just don't blink. I thought it was a toilet. 
<laughs> oh dear. Well, anyway, that's a that's a good place to end it. <laughs> yes. Sorry about that. I really brought it down. <laughs> we will see you next week, everyone. Goodbye. Bye for now. <laughs>